Hi, Raj. Um, welcome to another episode of the Goodman Podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about today's topic. Uh, well, I'm excited about all topics that we're going to discuss on this platform because um, uh, I'm super interested in AI and how it's um, helping businesses and, and content. And I mean, I use AI. Everyone I know is using it. So um, there's there's been a lot of buzz about how, how it can actually supercharge your business intelligence efforts and how it can actually transform raw data into actionable insights and sustainable business models. So um, today we're going to tackle these questions and I'm, I'm setting up a challenge for you, Raj, to give us some real world strategies to help leverage AI's these incredible capabilities that it has, because I, I think that we've scra only scratched the surface of what we can actually use AI in business for. So maybe you could start and kick us off by giving us a bit of an overview of how, how AI is changing the landscape of um, business intelligence, um, and we can go from there. Yeah, sounds great. I was just going to say that actually AI has kind of come to rescue quite a bit. In fact, when I was first studying AI, my mother thought that AI was the study of aliens, which obviously is not true. So, uh, you know, I'm just happy that it's actually <laughs> help. <laughs> I'm helping humanity a bit more than just finding aliens for, for us. So uh, glad that I, I, can, I can add some, some value today. But yeah, jumping the topic about business and AI, I feel AI is going to open a huge opportunity for all of us in business, especially if you're only using AI in our workflows. I feel one of the biggest use cases of AI is to use this intelligence feature to find patterns, to give us answers for problems which have been solved before. It can find that, that, that answer and can provide that respond to your question in a way which, which makes a lot of sense. So let me give you an example. If, for instance, we have a company which has, say, several offices or maybe even just one office, and where typically we would have used, say, intranet. So there's you know, Bob who wants to find out the answer to a particular question. For example, how do you do expenses? Now, typically, that question would have gone to the, the office manager, the, the, the PA, and the same answer. Well, Bob, the same answer. This is the form, put it in, get it done with. And actually, would it not be awesome just to compile all those questions into one simplified AI box, which is attached to the intranet, which stays internally, and it can answer the questions you might have around expense management, how to do expenses. You can Query it further, and if if it exhausts all the questions, then it goes to the office manager. That will relieve that person of maybe ninety ninety five percent of the issues, and that's so powerful. I feel today AI can do some of these those mundane tasks can be taken care of by AI. That's just one example. I can go on and on about other mundane things which can be removed completely, but I think let's start with that. Megan, does it answer your initial question? Yes. Um, I mean, that, we're talking about streamlining internal processes, um, but obviously you can use AI to understand um, external factors like market dynamics and challenges that customers are facing as well. So, um, you know, what kind of 
besides the internal streamlining of processes and making information more available to your staff, um, how can companies use AI to create a competitive advantage in the, the macro environment? Awesome question. So the, the first thing I'll say is that AI has enormous capabilities in analyzing trends. And this could be, this is possibly the biggest advantage of AI. It's, it's, it's full focus on intelligence finding. So how does it do that? Well, AI has a lot of data within it. It has and understands the different neural networks and understands where are the challenges. To get the data out or to get some, some intelligent output from it, what you require to do is to feed it with what information we have today within our business. Stuff which is proprietary, for example, with some stuff which is something only we know, maybe our secret sauce. So you put that into uh, a tool, an AI tool, and then what we can do is we can find trends in the market. So let me give you an example. When we're looking to kind of understand and build the next technology in the company, we first figure out what is, for example, our three, four years pattern of sales within, say, Goodman Lantern. We, we then take out the data of what is a secret sauce? What makes us different? What do customers talk about us? Why do they think we are better as a supplier than other, other companies? That we find out from our NPS scores, for example. And then we take the trends in the market that, you know, which you can get, you can buy that data off multiple sources. Now imagine if you combine all these three things together, you suddenly understand the future perception of the market what, are, what is your internal strength and your internal trends? Put them together. Now AI can mash up a output for you, which is so powerful, telling you for your business, what is awesome? What can help you grow? And this kind of analysis can be done by any organization. What you require is internal data, your secret sauce, and external factors as well. Okay, now you've mentioned tools. Now, um, kind of in uh, the the kind of public consciousness are tools like um, ChatGPT and MidJourney, and those are kind of more your um, generative AI for content creation. So, when you are when you're speaking about looking at market trends and uh, combining data from disparate sources you're not necessarily talking about generative ai what sort of tools um can can people rely on uh, i mean are there free tools are there paid versions that have uh, free versions available for for people to kind of play around with to get a feel for them um where do you find these tools um that uh, that you're speaking about the great news is, Megan, that these tools we use today for generating content can also do the analysis as well. So actually, ChatGPT is a great example. You can actually use ChatGPT today to do analysis for you. The only warning or warning I will kind of give is that you might not want to put your proprietary information into ChatGPT. And for that, they've launched a new version where you can put your proprietary data separately and then that's not tapped into later on. There's a new function of, of ChatGPT for 
for corporates and for enterprise level organizations. But I would say a starting point is ChatGPT, is perplexity, you know, is uh, anthropic because these these tools can do that. Now, it's important to mention that perplexity is more for research purposes, so maybe for trend finding, you can use it use it for that. Mm-hmm. I would say ChatGPT four is very good for finding better trends. I would say anthropic is between three point five ChatGPT three point five and four today. But again, all these things are very topical. Today, we're talking about these numbers, ChatGPT 3.54, the more we have version 5, you know, there is different kind of challenges, different kind of opportunity. So it's it's all very topical. And again, it's, it's important to keep on top of these, these different trends which are happening as well. Overall, what I'll say is yeah, that yeah. what we have today I mean, publicly is, is good enough. Yeah. I mean, these things are developing at such a fast pace. I mean, um, when what ChatGPT was launched in November last year, 2022, um, and we're already sitting on uh, GPT-4, and I believe that the uh, the patent for GPT-5 has been granted. Um, so, I mean, these things are developing at such a such a pace. Um, but now. There are still businesses, obviously, who are unaware of AI's capabilities. How do they start the adoption process? Um, and maybe you could share some tips uh, for getting started with AI and ensuring its successful integration in the long term. Because a lot of people, um, I mean, in our previous episode, you you mentioned that the uh, the traffic to Ch- to ChatGPT is declining. So um, how how do you Integrate it into your business and ensure that it's a long-term sustainable um, strategy. Yes, I I feel that the first step is to understand the real power of AI. And some of us might start our journey for, for help building maybe images. You mentioned earlier, Megan, about mid-journey, which is a, a great example for how to develop images. Mm. For example, today I'm finding that Bing Images is doing a great job. It's a free tool to generate images. It's you know using using the open AI models. Obviously, I feel that the first step is to experiment a lot with with it. Is to really be open to experimenting at a personal capacity, and then looking at how can we apply to the business. The good news is. The same tools we use for personal can also be used for enterprise. But then there's a, there's a bit of a challenge with that. Mm. There is information which is proprietary we don't want to put out to the public. And once you do put it out to ChatGPT, assume that it will go out to for the training in the future as well. Although they are saying that they're not doing that right now, but they will in the future. At least they'll understand the trends people are using uh, to use or to query ChatGPT. My point simply being that yeah. the starting point really is to start in you know baby steps using these generative tools like the ones we just mentioned already. And once you feel that you're comfortable with that, then looking at tools or this website called Hugging Face, which has a ton of open open source AI tools, then using turning them to your requirement. And that means that those tools will then sit on your machines. They will not communicate with the outside world. You own that. That's your, it's your proprietary uh, AI tool as well. And you can build on that in the future as well. 
it is harder to, mm. to start with that. I would say start with the ones which are already available to you, which are already hosted and running for you to provide as a service, and then graduating to the open source tools like the ones from Facebook, for instance. Okay. Um, now, we spoke, I, I said I was going to set you a challenge in terms of uh, a strategy, um, and we're, we're obviously going to do our 60-second takeaway at the end of this episode as well. But if you kind of look, uh, digital, let, me, let me put it this way, digital transformation is nothing new. It's been around for many years already, um, and most companies, at least at the enterprise level, are somewhere along their journey to digital transformation. But if you kind of Google digital transformation, they will come up with all kinds of frameworks and toolkits, etc. And this one contradicts this one. So um, is, there, uh, is there value in adopting a, a kind of framework? Um, or do you just, uh, like I tend to do, uh, play around with a tool until you get the hang of it and find a way to integrate it into your company? Yeah, so digital transformation is a bit of a buzzword. It's been around for quite some time it's about how do you really adopt and evolve in using digital technology across now i would say most companies today are on that journey of using this digital digital in their in their in their workflows whether it's marketing whether it's operations whether it's hr they all are using it this ai doesn't disrupt that in a way that it's against all the work you put in all the work it's doing is to kind of enhance that I'll, for example i gave i gave that sort of example earlier about how we can use our knowledge base within the company for instance, for instance expense management we can do that but typically if you look if you go back to 30 years or 20 years maybe even 10 years it's all done through notes you know, literally, we'll like make an expense sheet, attach it with the invoice, and send across to our, our office manager, and then they would then go ahead and like send it to the finance team, and then they will process this. That's all been replaced, hopefully, in most companies now, but with a, a a sort of a digital platform where you can do all the expense management. Imagine the time where all you have to do is just take a take a picture, take a picture of your invoice. And upload it to the tool and understand what the invoice is for, which has come from me. And then it will be able to put that into the context of the form which has been built for expense management and submit that for you. And the finance side, it will be able to, to verify if it's genuine or not and then make the payment for you. A great example of this, and this mm. is probably a little bit of a tangent, but it's interesting, is a company called Lemonade which is a insurance company. Their mission in the past, and I don't know what's it today, was that they want to create an insurance company which is AI-centric. So without being able to claim, if the claims come in and verify and phone calls, they use AI to verify the genuineness or, or, or the severity of the, of the insurance claim, and then we will process that. Saving time, money, you know, not getting a lot of people involved. That's similar sort of in, in, in ethos to this example. The more we can use AI, the more we can automate stuff, we can think, make things faster and cheaper and more effective. 
Okay. Um, we actually in South Africa have a similar uh, insurance company called Pineapple. Uh, I don't know what it is with foodstuffs and insurance companies at the moment, but uh, yeah, it's also kind of all AI driven. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, random, random, pointless uh, fact for you. <laughs> um, so looking at what we've discussed, um, your 60 second takeaway, what uh, do you have a practical uh, action point that listeners can take away from today's episode to start integrating AI into their business strategy? Sure thing. Number one is baby steps. Start with implementing AI in our own lives first. Try to see where we can use AI. Try to use the different forms of AI, whether it's calculation, whether it's generative AI, whether it's analysis. That's the first thing. Number two, instead of going to these open source tools today on Hugging Face or using Llama from Facebook, I would say start with ChatGPT like tools which are hosted for you, which are well documented for you. Number three, if you're worried about your data being proprietary in your company, use the latest version of, of OpenAI where they have a proprietary part of the information and then embark on this journey of open source AI tools. Number four, the most important reason why you're doing this is to become more effective, to be more efficient, and to save time and money. So use that as a way to have a, a proper strategy behind AI. Let's experiment initially, but then have a strategy and, and, and a path for a journey through AI. Without that, I feel we won't achieve the end goal and be able to spend that money and get approval from our CFOs and other managers as well. Perfect. Thanks so much, Raj. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd like to maybe just shout out to the listeners if, um, if they have implemented any of the takeaways um, or if they have any feedback on, on what we've discussed, uh, pop it in the comments or, or reach out to, um, to Goodman Lantern. Um, I mean, we're always uh, interested to know what the topical issues of the day are and what people are struggling with so that we can have those discussions. Um, but yeah, thanks again for, for taking the time, Raj. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to recording the next one with you. Likewise, Megan. Thanks for the lovely questions and really good to, to, have you, good to have you and see you again. Yeah, see you next time. See you then.